Welcome to another exciting, riveting edition of a Track Weatherview podcast. The only unofficial podcast that covers that of the world-famous 13-time league champions, the Bellevue Aces, as well as the National Development League side, the Bellevue Colts. So, a lot has happened since the last episode which by my reckoning took place at the start of June as since that time we have seen around seven meetings six of which being league and also the premiership pairs so we will try to navigate through everything that's happened to date and we will also have a little look at what is going on with the Bellevue Colts seeing as I haven't really gave them much love this season. So where's the best place to start? Obviously right at the beginning. So starting off with Kingsland away, the first fixture of, oh, against the Stars this season, and it saw the Bellevue Aces taking a 49-41 win at the Adrian Flux Arena down in lovely Norfolk, one place that I have got lost uh, is Kingsland Stadium. After the incident with the World Cup there in the early 2010s when they had no lights and everyone was forced to try and find their car in pitch black. But I digress. So looking at the highlights, so a close start to the meeting with the Stars taking a 5-1 in heat number four. Through Michael Palm Toft and reserve Jason Edwards. Bellevue would respond with a 5 1 in the very next race through Tom Brennan and Dan Bewley to level things up at 15 apiece. Heat 9 saw Bewley and Norwich Blue Dawn take a 4 2 to put the Aces up by 2 at 28-26 but heats 11 and 12 really were the killers for the hosts as it saw Dan and Tom picking up a 4-2 over Michael Palmtoft and Kai Thompson while Norrick Bladorn and Jamin Lidsey got a 5-1 in heat number 12 to see the Aces up 40 
to a 32. This meeting also coincided with the star's brand new signing, which over the next few weeks would seem to be a case of Bellevue always coming up against some new rider. As, but on this occasion, it saw Kingsley giving a debut to Artem Laguta as the Russian took a tactical ride in Heat 14 with the Stars trailing by 8. However, it saw Charles Wright taking the win ahead of Laguta for a 4-2 with Bloodhorn finishing 3rd as it saw the Aces taking a 10-point lead to take the match and effectively set them up for the home staging a few days later. However, the Stars would narrow the deficit down to 8 points as it saw Laguta and Palmtoft taking a 5-1 to see a 49-41 victory for the Bellevue Aces. Looking at the scorers, and Dambuli finished on a 14-2, Tom Brennan finished with 9, Lidsey finished with 10-1, a good score there for Jamie and Lizzie. Uh, number four saw Charles Wright finishing with a six and three. Brady Kurtz was missing from the meeting, which is something I should have added, uh, as he was struggling with an ankle injury that he had sustained against the Ipswich Witches a few days prior. So, moving on to the reserves and the Das Wunderkind. In Norick Blue Dawn, he scored a 9-1, while Jake Mulford scored 1-1. For the home side, and it saw Artem Laguta scoring 16 points, dropping only 2 points all night. And that was to Dan Bewley in Heat 13 and Charles Wright in Heat 14. The only other rider that gave any support really to Laguta was that of Michael Palm Toft, as he would score a 10 and 1. So, coming a few days later on the Monday night, and it saw the Stars taking the trip up the road to Manchester. And when I say road, I mean quite a few. However, the National Speedway Stadium played hosts to the Stars and Aces. And you probably would have expected Bellevue to be a bit more dominant in the meeting. Um, seeing as Kingsley weren't really at the races, so to speak, in the before uh, coming into this meeting, I should say. But it's a crazy opening set of races where Bellevue led 14-10. Uh, that was despite the sides trading heat advantages back and forth with the rare sight, and really is a rare sight this season, 
of Bellevue taking a 5-1 in heat number one. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's normally us on the reverse side of that. But it would see Tom Brennan and Dan Bewley taking a maximum points in heat number one. While Jamin Litsey and Charles Wright, who I think it would be fair to say is without doubt our best pairing in the side. Uh, they took a 5-on in heat number 3. However, as I said, the sides were trading advantages. So while Bellevue picked up two 5-1s, it would see the Kingsland Stars picking up a couple of 4-2s with the reserve duo of Kai Thompson and Jason Edwards taking a 4-2 in heat number 2 while Michael Palm Toft and Kai Thompson took a 4-2 in heat number 4. The meeting would prove to be a lot tougher than many Aces fans and management and riders especially uh, probably would have predicted and it saw a 4-2 going the way of the home side in heat number 9 with Lidsey and Wright giving them some much needed breathing room as they led 30-24 to and that was before another 4-2 involving Lidsey as he would team ride with Norick Blue Dawn as that gave them a pretty much decisive lead in this meeting as they led 40 to 32 and in doing so would secure the bonus point. Heat 13 saw Laguta and Michael Palmtoft taking a 5-1 to stun the home side but Bloodon and Wright would reply for Bellevue as they passed the 45 points barrier and saw Nikolai Klind and Palmtoft effectively taking a consolation of 5-1 for the Stars as they were edged out by 4 points losing 47-43 with the Aces taking the overall match by a total of 96-84 and as I said would see them securing the bonus point so the scorers in that meeting saw Dan Bewley finishing with 9-1 Tom finishing on 8-1 Litsy with 12 with his only points dropped all night coming in heat number 15 as he would have got a maximum if he hadn't rode Charles Wright finished on 5-2. The returning Brady Kurtz, who didn't particularly look himself in this meeting. Uh, as you could clearly see, he wasn't fully fit. Uh, but he would still end up with 6 points. Norwich Blue Dawn finished with 7-1. and one, And Jake Mulford finished without troubling the scorers. For the opposition, the only three real scores of note came from Nikolai Klind, as the Dane scored 12 points. Another Dane in Michael Palmtoft would finish with 11 and 2, 
while Artem Laguta finished on eight points for not a, a bad effort, really, on your first time there. Um, that said, I'm not too sure if he has ridden there in the Speedway of Nations. Um, but even so, uh, not really a bad score. So, moving on from there, and it would see the Bellevue Aces travelling down to Leicester, a team that they had beat in that stunning uh, Super 8 a few weeks prior. But it would have the Lions roaring to victory as they won 52-38. to And this was really the first real bad night that the Aces have suffered since losing to the Wolverhampton Wolves back in early April, I believe, in the KO Cup. It's our former number one in Max Frick breaking the track record as part of a 5-1 with another former ace in Justin Sedgman as they took maximum points in heat number one. Heats 4-6 would see the hosts outscoring their opponents of 14-4 as that would put them 25-11 ahead. Lydian Wright would pick up a 5-1 in heat number 7 but Frickin' Sedgman would record a second 5-1 in the match as that would see them move on to 37-23 with 10 races gone. Bewley and Brennan then picked up a 4-2 to keep the deficit at oh, to see the Aces closing the gap. And with the deficit staying at 8 points, it's our Heat 14 having Chris Bomber-Harris and Jake Allen taking a 4-2 as the Lions would bring an 11-point lead to Manchester, which will take place on Bank Holiday Monday later in August. So... It's probably going to be the toughest fixture that the Aces will have in terms of trying to overturn a deficit, to date at least, in the league. So, the points for the Aces, it's Odambuli finishing as the top scorer with 12, with Litsy scoring 6-1, Brady Kurtz scoring at 6-2. Norrit Blue Dawn scoring 5. Tom Brennan scoring 3. Charles Wright scoring at 4-2. And, and Jake Mulford scoring 2-1. To which Mulford, at this point in time, seemed to be riding mostly better away from home than he was at home. Um... But that would slightly change in the next couple of meetings. A the home side, and it's our Max Frick taking a 15-point maximum for his troubles, while Justin Sedgman finished on 9-3 as the Lions roared to victory, taking it 52-38. to 
and has the Aces needing to win by 12 if they hope to secure another bonus point. Then we come to the home and away meetings against the Peterborough Panthers, a team that has been in, how can I put it, it has been They've been a bit of a shambles, I think it would be fair to say, uh, with no number one after their opening home match when Nicky Pedersen decided to effectively go home um, because he deemed he couldn't ride the British tracks as it was too bad for him, uh, to which a few riders have said their piece on that and I will let you... Uh, agree or disagree with that uh, but going into the meeting and it saw no Norwich Blue Dawn as he was missing through a concussion so Mark Lemon drafted in Simon Lambert an honorary member of that Bellevue side that won the league title at Sheffield last October and so heading into the meeting it saw Bellevue with the Customary of 5-1 against, as Niels Christian Everson and Ben Cook took a 5-1. Then saw a stunning heat number two, which featured Jake Mulford and Simon Lambert taking a 5-1 for the Aces. And it was probably the most impressive race of the night uh, from memory. Um, as I don't think anyone expected Mulford to do too much and Lambert flew from the gates I mean you could not have asked for a better start from two aces than you got in that particular race Um, but as the meeting went on it's our Bellevue recording six straight race wins with Lizzie and Wright taking a 5-1 in heat number 5 as that put the hosts 19-11 ahead then it's a 4-2 including Mulford passing Hans Anderson in heat number 8 as that helped his side move on to 31-18 and in fairness it was a pretty much one way affair um Julian Brennan then took a 5-1 as Tom had to work his way from the back of the pack to join his partner in Dan Bewley and won by a hundredth of a second to beat Richie Worrell and saw a 5-1 to the Aces and a 39-21 score. And then saw a tactical ride by Vadim Tarasenko, another new signing that the Aces would come up against, as the Russian, joined by Benjamin Basso, saw them pulling two points back with a five. Oh, sorry, with a four-two, and it was a very rare occurrence in this meeting. However, Wright and Lambert would pull that deficit right back in their favour as Lambert cut up the inside of Hans Anderson to see the Aces lead by 20 points at 
52-32. Sorry, 52-32. With a shared race in heat number 15. And so the Aces taking a healthy 20-point lead down with them to the East of England showground, which would take place the following Monday night. So, looking at the scoring charts, and it saw Brady Kurtz missing out on a maximum as he scored 14 points. Jamie Litty was the second top scorer as he ended up on 10. Then it saw a bundle of 7 points with Charles Wright on 7 and 2. Brennan and Bewley finishing on 7 and 1 apiece. Simon Lambert scoring a very, very impressive and well-earned at 6 points. While Jake Mulford scored his best score at the time uh, with 4 and 1. In terms of the opposition, and unfortunately for the Panthers... It was Vadim Tarasenko being effectively a one-man team as he would score 12 points. So roll on seven days later in front of the Eurosport cameras and Bellevue would take on the Peterborough Panthers and for the eighth out of nine attempts at Peterborough it saw the Aces winning with the only defeat since 2021 being that playoff final second leg in which the Panthers would take victory in and saw them becoming the league champions. Quite annoyingly. Bellevue was still without the services of Norick Bludon as he was still out with concussion protocol. So Matt Lemon drafted in the efforts of Ipswich which is Keenan Rue another Australian so obviously Lemon knows what he's going to get and it saw five ones in the opening four races with two of them going the way of Bellevue with Dan Bewley and Tom Brennan taking a maximum point in heat number one Lidsey and a former Panthers man in Charles Wright saw them getting the better of Benjamin Basso and Richie Worrell in heat number three. However, the home debut involving Vadim Tarasenko saw him and Jordan Jenkins taking maximum points for the home side. As it saw Bellevue leading 13 to 11. Heat number 5 saw Bewley and Brennan getting a 4 2. As it saw Tom involved in a 5 1 with Jake Mulford. As they helped the Aces lead by 8. With a score of 28 to 20. With the Bellevue Aces effectively taking the bonus point with relative ease uh, as you probably would have expect however in heat number nine it saw the peterborough boss rob lyon opting to put in tarasenko as a tactical substitute uh, 
and it worked wonders as he and Basso got a 5-1 to cut the lead down to a meagre 4 points. A fantastic race saw Bellevue on a 5-1 through Jamin Lidsey and Keenan Rue. However, it would be the efforts of Jordan Jenkins that would deny the Aces a 5-1 as Jenkins would battle hard with Lidsey and Rue, denying the Aces, as I say, a 5-1, taking second place right on the line ahead of Lidsey with Rue taking victory and having the Panthers having something to cheer about in the meeting. However, Kurtz and Bewley would soon get a 5-1 in Heat 13 over the duo of Tarasenko and Niels Christian Everson, as that saw them leading by 10. But the Russian would round off the evening with a win as part of a 4-2 with Benjamin Basso, as the Aces would go on to take victory along with the bonus point with the Bellevue Aces running out 49-41 to 41 winners, and across the two meetings would take it 104-76. to 76. Looking at the points, and Dan Bewley finished with 12-1. Jeremy Litty, unsurprisingly, on a big track, saw him scoring 10. Tom Brennan finished on 7-2. Brady Kurtz would finish with 7. Keenan Rue, as guest, scored 5. Charles Wright scored 5-1. With Jake Mulford scoring 3-1. For the home side, it saw Vadim Tarasenko on his home debut, netting 14 points while Benjamin Basso was the only support that he would have in the meeting, would score 8-1. Then we come to the Premiership pairs for 2023, and would see the Bellevue Aces becoming champions, as Breakerts and Dan Bewley would go on to take victory overall, as they went into the meeting pretty much full of confidence, I'd have said. Because the field, without being too disrespectful, was not what it could have been. There were a few high-profile names not there. Uh, Kingslin mm, didn't have the best of nights. Uh, Ipswich had their two tops hitters are not there in Jason Doyle and Emil Seyfudinov so it was not I wouldn't say watered down but it wasn't as I say it wasn't the meeting it could have been Um, but like in most cases you can only be with who is in front of you and so in heat number three, the Aces are taking a 7-2 maximum race advantage as they defeated the Sheffield Tigers with pardon, with Simon Stead opting to put his reserve in first. 
and it would see Dan Jilks coming in for the reserve change as Bellevue would take, as I say, the 7-2 race win. Heat 6 would see them coming up against the hosts in the Leicester Lions and despite Dan Bewley taking victory, it would see the Lions getting the better race advantage with a 5-4 thanks to Max Frick and Drew Kemp packing the minor places in 2nd and 3rd. Heat 10 saw the Aces coming out and flipping that heat score of their last race as they got a 5-4 against the Peterborough Panton, uh, Panthers with Richie Worrell taking the race win but Dan Bewley and Brady Kurtz would finish in 2nd and 3rd. Heat 12 saw Mark Lemon opting to put Jake Mulford in for the slightly below par Brady Kurtz as each team had to make one mandatory reserve ride and Bellevue opted for this against the Ipswich Witches as Eric Riss and Danny King comfortably packed the minor places for a 5-4 race advantage Kurtz and Bewley would then take a heat win against the Kings Lynn Stars as Nikolai Klind would take victory with the Dane finishing the second highest point scorer on the night with 22 points finishing just one point short of that of Richie Worrell who surprisingly perhaps was the top point scorer all evening. Heat 20 saw Bellevue taking the 7-2 in their final qualifying race as they made it to the semi-finals with a 7-2 against the Wolverhampton Wolves with the Aces finishing a point behind the leaders Peterborough who finished on 33 points so that meant that the Aces had to go through the semi-final route and would take on the Sheffield Tigers where both Kurtz and Bewley would take another maximum points against the Tigers to have them making the grand final and facing the Peterborough Panthers. And for the third straight race in a row, Bellevue would take maximum points to not just clinch the race but would clinch the title as well as Bellevue for the first time since 2006 would become the pairs champions in the top flight so the points on the night saw Dan Bewley scoring 20 Brady Kurtz scored 12 with Jake Mulford in his one and only ride scoring nil point. So, as we come now to the final, final meeting for the Aces, and it was against the Wolverhampton Wolves, where both sides were missing key personnel as the Wolves had American Luke Becker out yet again this season, as he had a broken bone in his hand, 
while the Bellevue Aces was missing that of Jake Mulford, as he had crashed in a grass track meeting in France and broke his ankle. So this saw team changes, with Peter Adams opting to go for rider replacement, while Bellevue's team manager in Mark Lemon saw him adding the Bellevue Colts captain, if I can get my words right, in Jack Smith coming in and saw him riding for the first time in an Aces team, I believe at least, since 2017. The new averages also came into effect and saw Tom Brennan dropping down to reserve with Norick Blue Dawn moving up into the main body of the team coming in at number two. So, heat number one, you would expect a 5-1 against being Bellevue, but you would be wrong as Blue Dawn flew from tapes with Dan Bewley fighting his way into second, but then went back into third, as it saw the Aces taking a 4-2, with Sam Masters and Rory Schlein, then taking a 5-1 for the Wolves in heat number three, as the Black Countryside would lead 10-8. Effectively, that's as good as it really got for the opposition, as Lidsey and Wright took a 5-1 to lead 16-14. Bewley and Blue Dawn then took a 4-2 in heat number 6, as that put them up by 4. Jack, Ra- Jack Smith then had a superb ride to follow Norick Blue Dawn round, as despite the efforts of Leon Flint and Steve Worrell, who were chasing Master Smith down, they were unable to until Bellevue taking a big 5-1 that saw Jack Smith's emotions, shall we say, taking over and saw him celebrating like he had won the Grand Prix. But it was really great to see Jack getting some much-needed points and one could say a huge confidence booster as it saw the home fans giving him a standing ovation in the grandstand. And in truth, we are a bit... How can I put it? We can be a bit snuffy at times in the grandstand. Uh, not speaking for myself, but there are, there are a few people that are very difficult to please. Uh, but it's a huge wealth of people showing their appreciation to Mr Smith. For his 5-1. Back-to-back 5-1s in heats 10 and 11. So firstly Dan and Norick. Before Kurtz and Brennan. As that put the aces 41 to 25 points up. With a couple of shared races taking place. With then Wright and Brennan taking a maximum points in heat number 14. To see the Aces lead of 52-32. But it would have the hosts finishing off their dominating night against the Wolves. As another 5-1 was banged in just to finish the night. As the Aces take a 24-point lead down to Monmore Green this coming Monday night. In what 
could be the Aces' last ever meeting there, uh, unless things can hopefully get sorted there at Wolverhampton, um, because we really need more tracks. We don't need more teams going out of business. Uh, so fingers crossed that things can get sorted at Wolves, and we'll see the Wolverhampton Wolves again. But, you know, this we could still face them in the playoffs. Because I would like to think that we are very secure in that place, at least. Um, but that could be tempting fate, so I will shut up there. So, looking at the points, and it saw Dan Bewley scoring 11-1. Norik Bledorn with 9-1. Jamin Lidsey with 8. Charles Wright... 7-2 Brady Kurtz 13-1 Tom Brennan 7-2 and Jack Smith scoring a well-earned 2-1 on his first meeting in the Premiership in what feels quite a long time um, Meanwhile for the Wolverhampton Wolves the only two of note Came in Sam Masters, who scored 10, and Ryan Douglas, who scored 8 and 1. As even they seem to struggle in the meeting, um, either starting off sluggish or starting off well and going a bit backwards. Um, but yes, heading into next Monday night, a 24 point deficit has Bellevue looking to try and defend that and take a bonus point from the Wolves as the first set of fixtures so the Aces just losing out um, but yes, here's hoping that the Aces can keep up this good form heading into Monday night but speaking of Jack Smith and that's a nice little segue, so to speak, to talk about the Bellevue Colts in the National Development League. So, as I said, I haven't given them too much attention. Uh, hasn't been uh, how I intended, but that is how it has happened. Uh, so, having a brief run of their season date and they started their campaign off way 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 back probably around March or the the end of March as a massive 61 to 29 victory over the Berwick Bullets saw them getting their first league points on the board as it saw new signings Sam Hagen Sam Hagen even are taking a 15-point maximum alongside Australian James Pearson, who back then was doubling up with the Birmingham Brummies as they took both maximums, Hagen with 15 and Pearson with 14 and one paid, while Jack Smith netted a paid maximum himself with 11 and one. An away defeat was soon followed by the Edinburgh 
academy but it would then see them taking the bonus point over the Oxford Chargers as following a 56-33 to win at home they would then lose by 9 points going down 49-40 at Cowley but overall would take the bonus point and in truth have seen them maybe not doing well on the road uh, but they have done very well at trying to at least collect these bonus points. The second bonus point of which came in matches against the Mildenhall Fen Tigers as a 52-38 to win at the National Speedway Stadium was soon followed up by a narrow loss down at Westrow which saw them losing 47-43 in a last heat decider. Tucked in between those two meetings against the Fen Tigers was that against the Leicester Lions Cubs, where the Lions Cubs showed why they are the team to beat effectively in the National Development League, as the East Midlanders won 51-39. to The Colts' last meeting came back in mid-June, as they faced the opponents that they will face tomorrow night, seeing as I'm recording this on Thursday, and that is the Kent Royals. As one could say, they handed out a royal beating, did Kent, with the Colts losing 54-36. to So, that is effectively all your Bellevue kind of news so to speak uh hopefully i will try and do things more sooner but you know don't bet on it but that will be the intended uh idea going forward uh but thank you for staying with this podcast if you have got this far uh so it is not the the best uh, put together podcast that I have done in the past but there has actually been for once uh, contributing factors um, I have a sore throat now which doesn't particularly help so I probably won't be cheering tomorrow night uh, but as I say thank you for taking the time to listen sorry it's about 40 odd minutes running Uh I will try my best to make it sound more professional next time. But I just wanted to try and get everything uh, sorted, get it all put out. Uh, But thank you for listening. Enjoy your speedway. Up the aces. And up the Colts. Oh, the Bellevue Aces are there! 
what a night it's been, won water championship and many congratulations to the Melbourne Races. The 2022 Premiership is theirs.